time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, February 8th, 2021. And you know, guys, the day after Christmas is always rough. Well, the day after the Super Bowl is pretty rough as well. It's all over. It's all done with. All the presents have been unwrapped. All of the games have been played. There is a Super Bowl champion, a new Super Bowl champion uh, as well. Uh, in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are victorious over the Kansas City Chiefs, 31-9, to down in Tampa Bay, Florida. What a night it was. Uh, there's plenty to talk about today regarding that game. And I'm going to go into some of the specifics, some of my takes on what I saw uh, in, our, in our second half of today's show. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that here right now, the Super Bowl. Uh, take kind of a break, a pause, and we'll do a, a very short Suds with Stud segment. And then, as I mentioned, go into more Super Bowl talk. So that's kind of the plan for today. I know that we didn't get an episode out early, and I do apologize, but it was the Super Bowl. It was Super Sunday. There was some uh, uh, enjoying the game, enjoying the day uh, going on, if you will. I don't know about you guys, but I am incredibly full. We ate so much, so much good food. Uh, as I mentioned on the show earlier in the week uh, about some of the menu items, some of the, oh, just some of the, some of the things you you throw together. Uh, one of the best quotes I heard was on Outkick the Coverage. A uh, sports writer was being interviewed and he said, yeah, you know, I, I try to take it easy in the month of January, uh, you know, food food and drink wise, because on Super Bowl Sunday, I usually eat and drink like I'm uh, going to the electric chair. So uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and uh, that's kind of how yesterday went. I got to be honest, we had pizza, we had uh, a huge sandwich from one of our favorite delis. Uh, we had wings, there were shrimp skewers, there were well, let's see. I, the, it was it was quite a spread. I should have took some photos, but uh, we didn't we didn't need to have photographic evidence of uh, some of the food items because there was just too much food. Matter of fact, one of my roommates was like, "Hey, who's all coming over?" I'm like, uh, "Just Sam, actually. <laughs> it's just us. Like, <laughs> it was uh, not a huge group, just a few of us." And uh, Valerie did a great job prepping uh, a lot of the food, and uh, you know, we picked up the pizzas. What else did we have? We had Italian meatballs. We had uh, these like pretzels, pretzel that you like heat up and like could dip in cheese sauce. Those were amazing. I mean, it was just, I'm a little ashamed. There was a veggie tray. I will, there was a veggie tray. And yes, that was, that was uh, picked at a little bit as well. But there are so many leftovers. And it was one of those things where you just kind of put food out and eat all day. And um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little ashamed. I mean, I was, I'm a little, I got to be honest, little ashamed at all of the calories consumed yesterday, but that's what Super Bowl Sunday is for. Uh, I'm trying to, I know I'm forgetting something, but uh, chips and guac, I mean, chips everywhere, chips and dip. I mean, it was just, 
it was quite uh, quite the spread, and and I love having it every year. And, and Valve loves putting stuff out, putting it together, and very good day uh, as far as the food went. Definitely need to fast here for about, for about a month, for about a week, and not eat uh, any more bad food because I got my full take yesterday. Uh, so gotta, gotta watch what I eat from here on out. This is like, right. January 1st, everyone's all right. I'm going to be good. I'm going to have a good diet. And yeah, how long does that last? Well, I got eight months until football season. So that's good to know. I, I hopefully won't be consuming football food, uh, until then. So that's the plan. But anyway, uh, a good day, uh, probably a, a pretty surprising score from a lot of people, uh, you know, to say the chiefs were not going to get in the end zone. Um, would <laughs> I, I think a lot of people would not have uh, thought that would happen, but uh, the defense really showed up for Tampa Bay, and I thought they were kind of being overlooked a little bit in going into that game. I mentioned some of their players. I mean, Tampa Bay, Devin White, the middle linebacker, uh, big fan of his, but the front four of the Bucks really put a num did a number on the the Chiefs offensive line who you know quite honestly was banged up missing some pieces or whatever um but a lot of people are missing pieces right this time of year and I, I did it was surprising to me though that the Chiefs did not get in the end zone I mean three field goals and uh what's crazy is they weren't really close I mean there was a few times they got down the field and just a big sack or even if Mahomes was not sacked. He was scrambling, running for his life, you know, kind of he does a lot of that stuff in general, like where he escapes and buys time and makes these explosive plays. But I just thought the consistency of the pass rush on Mahomes all night, even early in the game, when he broke off a few scrambles for for some first downs, and you're thinking, man, how are the Bucks not getting to him? Well, they did eventually get to him, and it was the difference in the game. Um, but the storyline, of course, is Tom Brady and Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl. And it is interesting that, you know, a few years ago, everyone's like, when's Tom going to be done? When's he going to stop playing? And I think he was sitting on five Super Bowls. He's now won two more. Not a, he's won two in his 40s with two different teams. And I know the, the beauty of football is that it's the ultimate team sport. It's not all Brady. Brady threw for 200 yards. He threw for three touchdowns and and very efficient with his completions, you know, 21 to 29. But Tampa Bay also ran the ball extremely well. Fournette had a good day. It was like a, a almost like a grind it out type of game. Get three yards. Okay, get two yards. Like it was, it really set up some of the play action for Tampa Bay. And, uh, Ah, uh, what what a day! Just what a day, indeed. The the Bucks Super Bowl champs for the second time, and to do it on your home field, uh, pretty pretty impressive. Uh, a little bittersweet for me because I'm like, man, those those pesky Rams. They beat Tampa Bay, uh, you know, a few months ago. But uh, you know, uh, four other teams had beaten the Bucks too. The Bucks were sitting on seven and five at one point, and uh, ended up winning their final four games, and then four more in the playoffs. So. Pretty amazing stuff um, the, to the Tom Brady doubters out there. I don't know if there's any left, but until this guy officially has a ceremony, says, I'm done playing, I'm retiring, um, it, I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> he's not going away. 
he he didn't have one of his 500 yard uh, games in the Super Bowl like he's done before, uh, but he was still Tom Brady and un- unbelievable to do it at the level at which he does it at his age. And what always is interesting to me is that he makes people around him better. You know, that team last year, they had a few additions, you know, obviously Brady and Gronk help, but that team was seven and nine last year, Tampa Bay Bucks, that is. And I think last year they did surprise some people with uh, being competitive. They were, they were in games. They were, I remember when they went to the Coliseum and beat the Rams and put uh, 50 points on them. I think they beat the Rams 50 to 42. I was at the game and thinking to myself, the Tampa Bay Bucks, really? But they were a year away and, of course, a quarterback away. And when you get the greatest quarterback of all time um, on your roster, you're going to immediately uh, be one of the best teams in the league. And uh, today on Monday, February 8th, the Tampa Bay Bucks are world champions for the second time in franchise history. And Tom Brady, a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Those words, it felt weird when you said, He's won five. It felt really weird when you said six. Saying Tom Brady has seven world championships, seven Super Bowl rings, is it, it sounds so weird. It sounds like the first time you say the new year, right? Happy uh, 2021, or uh, it, it just sounds odd. But again, it sounds odd saying Tom Brady is a buccaneer. That That's still, I remember week one looking at him going, man, that looks so weird, but that's life, man. Uh, things change, uniforms change, but uh, the success of some of the greats uh, does not. And, you know, when guys get older in sports, you tend to see them, you, you can see a decline. And has there been a decline a little bit in Tom? I would say in some areas, but uh, he's amazing in other areas. He, he doesn't seem like he's 43. I mean, he seems like, like he's in better shape. Like he's hasn't, he doesn't look like a quarterback who's played 20 years and gotten beaten up. You know, Peyton Manning, by the end of his career, he, he, he had made mention about how much, you know, how hard it was getting out of bed, uh, you know, or, or just putting shoes on, you know, getting, getting beaten up all those years. I mean, playing quarterback and taking shots and getting sacked and, even the, the plays you are not sacked on, but the plays you you are uh, you take hits on, those add up. And Tom Brady's been hit. You got a lot of people cheer when he gets sacked, and um, whatever he's doing, his TB12 method or whatever, and his trainer, it's unbelievable. And it's it's crazy because it's not like other guys don't work out or don't uh, take care of their bodies or or do I don't know whatever yoga and stretching and all these other things, you know, all these training techniques, there's so much money that is put into these athletes these days. And yet for whatever reason, Tom Brady, it's just, he's there. He's not only competing, but he's, he's winning. And, and, you know, people want to talk about the greatest ever this greatest ever that I think Tom Brady hands down is the greatest leader of all time. The greatest winner in any sport. You know, golf is a very individual sport. Basketball, you can do a lot of the scoring. Yes, you have teammates who pass the ball to you and, um, you know, you run plays. You got to play at both ends of the floor. That's unique. You know, football, you don't do that. So it's hard to compare sports. 
Is he better than Jordan? He's got seven. Jordan has six. You know, that that whole, the championship numbers. First of all, to go to 10 Super Bowls is truly remarkable. And now to win seven of them? I, I mean, you could say all you want that Tom Brady, you know, well, he didn't, he didn't win those alone. He had help, right? Well, yeah, that's fine. But no one else has done that. No other quarterbacks have been on seven championship teams. I mean, it's unreal. I think the next closest guy was Charles Haley, who's a defensive lineman. I think he played he played on three Cowboy Super Bowl teams and then one with the Niners and then another one, I think. Anyway, I mean, I, I saw that, that he had five. I know that. Uh, but Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, they, they, they each have four, and they're considered, you know, up there as, you know, very successful quarterbacks. If Tom Brady wins one more, he's got twice as many as those guys. <laughs> I used to like, well, I used to like dislike Brady, right? He beat my Rams and he was just winning. And you're not supposed to like teams from Boston if you live out here in LA and just like, yeah, oh, Tom Brady. But you got to respect what he does. You got to, I mean, he comes across as this, negative guy and a guy that's just in your face and you know too intense and uh he's a jerk or whatever but i don't know i don't i don't he's an incredible competitor he does some things i i don't like but you know there's other times where you see him barking at other players uh whether it's his team or you know players talk smack to him like happened last night and he he talked right back first of all i don't know what smack or trash talk you can say to Tom Brady. Like you should probably just not do that. Um, I, I'm not a fan of how aggressive Tom Brady can be on referees, but again, that is, that's what athletes do. I guess, you know, I've said it for years and you know, I, nothing I say is going to change it, but like, I, I don't like when he gets, you know, whiny Tom Brady and starts screaming, but he's uh, that rubs me the wrong way. That's something I don't like, but Tom Brady, I think hands down the best uh, athlete, the best, most successful athlete, the best leader, best winner that we will see in a very long time. And to do it so immediate with the Tampa Bay Bucks in one year is very scary. Because there's one thing Tom Brady is addicted to, and that is winning. And winning football. Football, football, football. He doesn't have any other interests at this time he wants to win i guarantee you today he's already thinking about next year and doing it again and how cool it would be to be up on that stage again and it was interesting you could see him happy he was definitely happy up there but it was almost like at the same time he's like all right i've done this before like <laughs> some of the locker room celebrations and everything he was happy but it's just like Okay, we won again. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, crazy stuff. Well, I got plenty more to say uh, regarding the Super Bowl, but I do want to take a quick break to have a brief Suds with Studs segment. Uh, well, we're going to talk about a, a hero here for you know five five minutes or so and uh, just start the week off on Mondays here with uh, some inspiration so that we can start our week and maybe head into it with a, a more positive attitude. But I think uh, – 
it's hard sometimes to find uh you know the these topics uh, and and to throw them into the middle of like super bowl talk like we're doing today but i think it's important and uh, i want to continue to do that as uh, we honor some uh, some heroes here so i will step aside briefly fill up this uh, cup of coffee that seems to be empty and we'll go into our uh, weekly segment that we do now on mondays suds with studs <music> Well, today for our Suds with Studs segment, I thought we would talk about someone that uh, I I kind of saw in the news one week ago, unfortunately, um, Lieutenant Michael Boutte from Mississippi, a uh, decorated officer and uh, someone who was a lieutenant for the the sheriff's sheriff deputy in, uh, let's see here, in Hancock County. Um, Unfortunately, he was shot and killed one week ago, uh, February 1st, uh, responding to a call. I I believe uh, they've determined it was an attempted suicide uh, at at the time, uh, now now in the aftermath and everything, but uh, Michael Boutte was wounded and uh, died of his wounds uh, sustained in that call. An eight-year veteran of law enforcement and an Air Force uh, veteran himself, uh, very sad story, uh, and just uh, somebody that was incredibly respected in that community, it sounds like, uh, somebody that was a leader and just had done uh, so many amazing things. So I want to read to you guys here a little bit about Lieutenant um, Michael Boutte, uh, who was killed in the line of duty on February 1st uh, in Mississippi. Lieutenant Michael Boutte responded to the scene of an attempted suicide on Monday afternoon. As he exited his vehicle, a suspect shot him. Another deputy who responded to the call uh, shot and wounded the suspect, who had not, and he has not been uh, publicly named yet. Um, let's see. Both the officer and the suspect were airlifted to a nearby hospital, but Boutte died from his injuries. According to the Sun-Herald, Boutte was a veteran of the United States Air Force. He's been with the Hancock County Sheriff's Office for eight years. Uh, Boutte had served in Operation Desert Storm and later attended the U.S. Marine Corps Police Academy. Boutte once had saved a child's life and was awarded the life-saving medal, according to the Hancock County Sheriff's Office. He also spearheaded, spearheaded community initiatives, including the National Crime Night Out and Silver Alert Database for the city of Diamond Head. Hancock County Sheriff Ricky Adam issued a press release mourning Boutte's death. Quote, the Hancock County Sheriff's Office suffered a huge loss today, Adam wrote, according to WLOX-TV. Mike was an incredible deputy and more so a fine person. He was a mentor to our young deputies, and I know he will be greatly missed by his peers. You never saw him without a smile or a positive attitude. I can't begin to describe the heartbreak we are all experiencing right now. My thoughts and prayers and heart go out to his family and loved ones. End of quote. Well, it goes without saying, um, but uh, Mr. Boutte, you are a hero uh, for not only the work you have done as Uh, law enforcement officer, but also uh, in your time served uh, in the military. And, uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about uh, this person, but um, 
from what I've heard, the brief things I've read, uh, just truly inspiring and so sad that he was killed in the line of duty, uh, gone far too soon. Um, but someone, you know, I think you really see the impact someone makes when they are gone. It's sad that that's kind of how things work in this world, but to see someone killed so young and to see kind of video of, of people mourning and saying wonderful things about, uh, individuals, you really do, it, it, it hits home really what they meant to, to people. And, and all of us who have lost someone, sure, we, we have great things we say about loved ones that we lose. Uh, but when you see someone who gave so much to other people and passed away, was killed while helping other people, serving other people. I mean, that is something that, that, uh, I don't know. It hurts. It hurts, but it's also inspiring knowing that there are people out there every day, like Mr. Boutte, who put their life on the line. And unfortunately, every now and then this happens. And so uh, please continue to pray for our police officers out there and, and young men and women such as uh, Lieutenant Boutte, uh, gone far too soon. And sir, I know it's not possible, but if it were possible, I would love to sit down and have a beer with you. And not just by the first round, sir, but every single round. So my uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Lieutenant Michael Boutte, who was uh, killed last week, February 1st. Very sad. And uh, guys, I encourage you every week, please look these people up. Take five minutes like we did here. Uh, look up their name. Watch a video on YouTube. Whatever the case is, these are people we want to continue to honor um, here on Suds with Studs. We do it every Monday now. We were doing it for Fridays for a long time. But I encourage you guys, uh, just take a few minutes. You know, Say a prayer. Uh, uh, a lot of these people we talk about are people that are no longer with us. And they you know, may or may not have been involved in some just unbelievable moments. Some people gave their lives. Other people saved lives. Uh, Mr. Boutte is someone who uh, did both, has done both of those things, gave his life and previously had saved lives and, and probably uh, on more than one occasion. So there's many people out there like Mr. Boutte that are keeping us safe. And I encourage you guys, please go, go look up their names, research a little bit, just take a few minutes uh, and honor them. I think that is the least we could do to continue to honor the memories and uh, the actions of these heroes that we want to continue to talk about on our weekly segment, Suds with Studs. Well, I hope everyone can uh, take something from that. We're not trying to be sad here on Monday, on the day after Super Bowl, but uh, I think we want to continue to put things in perspective and, and definitely honor some heroes. So, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully that didn't uh, get you guys down or anything. Hopefully it, it elevated you and gets you ready to go uh, this week. But, uh, you know, just uh, you want to be inspired. It, speaking of inspiring, you know, I listen to the Adam Carolla show regularly, and I heard. Um, I heard a, an interview with Pitbull, the singer on there. And I got to tell you, if you guys want to be inspired, uh, listen to that. That was on Friday, February 5th. And, uh, Adam Carolla inter interviewed Pitbull eh, for about 15, 20 minutes. Maybe I think it's the second part. Let's see. It's part one on his Monday podcast or excuse me, Friday podcast. 
but it is um let's see here it was probably halfway in in that uh segment in that part one so check that out talk about inspiring oh my goodness uh, what a story pitbull has and just the mindset of of where he's come from his family's come from you want to be inspired and uh man be, also be ready to run through a brick wall afterwards go listen to that interview it was fantastic it was like okay let's uh let's conquer the world now <laughs> because you can do anything you want to do uh coming from very difficult uh background or or, or whatever you know so it, it was really good i can't say it enough check that out if you want to be inspired and, and hear a hear a perspective of someone that uh, had some real real adversity real adversity him and his family uh growing up in cuba and castro and all that stuff coming to america and the pride in america it was refreshing to hear we hear all this talk all the time right about how terrible america is and you can't do anything apparently ever uh but to hear it from uh pitbull was uh was really really great i i continue to say it but yeah go check that out guys uh and apparently pitbull has a new podcast i might check it out i think it's and the title is from negative to positive or something like that. Um, if it's if the interview I heard is any inclination of what the podcast uh, for him will be, I mean, I got to listen to that uh, and check it out because uh, I, I like stuff that you know elevates you, lifts you up, gets you going. You know, not doesn't make excuses. Just like, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, let's let's be positive and let's control what we can control every day. So uh, I might have to check that out. Okay, back to the Super Bowl, back to football. Um, on Wednesday with Bill, I will talk about some of the Hall of Fame inductees, some of the um, NFL honors winners. We'll, we'll go into that type of stuff. Today, I just want to kind of give my instant reaction on the Super Bowl. Uh, I've already talked about how great Tom Brady is and uh, the game plan with the Bucs uh, and everything they did there. But I got to tell you, the media, I thought CBS was awful. Uh, and it's not to say that Fox is ever perfect or NBC is ever perfect, but I thought the pregame was like, I don't know. It was a little intense. <laughs> it was pretty intense. I was like, okay. Um, all right. You know, okay. <laughs> There's a game at three 30. Let's go. Let's uh, play the football game. And then the, the broadcast itself, it was, it was, uh, um, I like Jim Nance. I'm not a Tony Romo. Some people love Tony Romo. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they love his energy. Who knows? Uh, you know, Tony Romo again in the Super Bowl again, uh, which is weird because he never got there as a player. But um, I, I don't know. I just I did not like the broadcasts. I, I don't watch much CBS because I watch a lot of NFC football anyway. A lot of uh, you know, I usually watch the NFL Network as far as pregame coverage goes, and Fox usually because I have some experience working there. So it's always fun to kind of watch those guys. But I just I wasn't impressed with the CBS crew, the pregame. Um the game itself was okay, but the the overall broadcast at CBS was just a little too preachy, if you know what I mean. And it's like, can we just play football? How about we honor the fact that we're here, that we've made it to this point? I think that is an incredible accomplishment. That, you know, almost a year ago, 10 months ago, everything was up in the air about Man, will life go on? Sports probably won't go on. There's no way you could play uh, football an entire season and be on skit. Well, the NFL did it, and uh, that's truly remarkable. So big congrats to the NFL. Um, I posted something 
I love outkick the coverage. I've told you guys, and he called out sports writer uh, Peter King for you know being at the Super Bowl, taking a picture from the press box, and how wonderful the day was and everything. Because it was Peter King, among others, many sports writers who uh, couldn't believe the audacity of the NFL that, that wanted to play football in this terrible pandemic that we're in. How could they do that? It'd be incredibly unsafe, irresponsible. He had harsh words for the governor of Florida. And yet he's there at the Super Bowl writing about the Super Bowl in Florida. A, a little hypocritical, I, I think. And, and I don't want to take uh, still the thunder from Clay Travis because he has way more listeners than I do. And, and I continue to love listening to him every day, every morning. One of the best shows on radio and best podcasts out there. I'll kick the coverage. But he's got a point. All these people that said the NFL and every all, all these Sports were irresponsible for playing and out of touch with society. And then you're covering them. Then you go cover the game. That's unbelievable. So uh, kind of the opposite of the whole pit bull conversation I talked about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, also the the constant uh, mask shaming that was going on. Uh, oh, Tom Brady didn't walk in with a, with a, with a mask on. How dare he? And, and even the players wearing masks before the, I get it. You got to play the game. You got to play, no pun intended. You got to play, okay, you got to wear the mask, appease everyone while you're going to go out there and play a football game next to people unmasked. And everyone's been tested already. But okay, fine. Cosmetic theater, put the mask on. And I'm not saying don't be, uh, you know, irresponsible or what, you know, what it's just the media throws around these things like it's gospel. He's not wearing a mask. How could they do that? This will be a super spreader. Um, and then the, the whole one captain from each team thing, uh, still unbelievable to me that that was still a thing. One captain go out for a coin toss because safety. Meanwhile, uh, in in two minutes, they're going to line up uh, 22 players head to head and, and run into each other and bash each other's heads in and this and that. Uh, but now the coin toss, that's unsafe. That's really unsafe. Anyway, um, a great Super Bowl, a great day. The, you know, the mask shaming. Get a life. Just just get a life. <laughs> if, if that's your takeaway, you really need a hobby if you're watching a game and that, like, terrified you that he didn't have a mask on. He didn't have a, he didn't have a mask on while he was playing the game either. But, some you know, COVID is smart. COVID is it's dangerous because it'll get you when you're walking into a stadium, but not when you're out on a field playing a game. Like, you know, it. Anyway, I don't know. I, I'm curious what Bill has to say. He's got some reactions. I got a few text messages from him regarding the Super Bowl. So uh, uh, I'm sure he'll have a few things to say when we record our episode tomorrow for Wednesday. Uh, let's see here. What what else spoke out? You know, oh, Patrick Mahomes' mom and his uh, girlfriend, apparently they were tweeting uh, a few things. Their displeasure with the referees. And, you know, I know we can't always control our parents or our spouses or whatever, but it's just a really bad look. It, and, and and to be fair, it was a bad look when uh, years ago, when Giselle, uh, Tom Brady's wife, when she was tweeting out stuff about how, uh, you know, my husband can't throw it and catch it. He can't do everything. I mean, uh, when they lost, I believe it was the, maybe it was the Giants one of those times, but it's just a bad look when relatives or those close to you are tweeting, you know, not just in your defense. Like if someone's being attacked, okay, you, you can respond, whatever. But to be like to give excuses and 
like cry and whine. It's just a bad look. I don't, if my brother uh, or Valerie started tweeting and saying that, you know, Matt's being treated unfairly or he's, you know, it, 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 it's unfair. And I don't know. If they started doing that, I would be like, hey, um, I, I appreciate your part and support and this and that, but hey, we don't need to be doing that. So I don't know if Patrick's going to have a conversation with his mom and his uh, fiance or not. Apparently, um, his mom likes to be on social media and talk a lot. I guess when you got a quarterback son like Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you'd be very proud and very vocal about things too. So I, I get that. I understand that their parents, their fiancés, their their fans, right? The fans of of their player. But I just, some of the whiny tweets I thought were a little embarrassing. And um, the best picture I saw, though, was Patrick Mahomes' mom uh, with Tom Brady's parents. And she said something like, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Brady are, you know, class acts. And I'm sure they had a conversation about Super Bowl losses and just rebounding or whatever. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, to see that and Tom Brady's parents to see them in the suite. And as soon as that clock went to triple zeros, they, you know, drinking some champagne. I thought that was really cool to see, especially, you know, his mom being the cancer survivor and everything. And and they both had COVID, I think at some point this year. So to win another Super Bowl, see their son win another Super Bowl, truly, uh, truly remarkable. But, you know, if, if you want to talk about the officiating, fine. If you have a few, were there a few plays that, uh, Okay, that didn't look right. Yeah, they're calling it tight. They're calling it what? Okay, fine. But don't pretend for one second that uh, the officiating changed the outcome of the game or that the Chiefs would have magically scored uh, 22 more points. Okay, stop that right there. I saw. I thought some of the pass interference calls, uh, the defensive holding calls, a few of them were questionable, you know, gray area maybe. 50-50 plus, but I didn't think any of them were like, that's not a penalty. So I, I thought the officials did okay. I really did. Uh, look, at someone typically commits more penalties than the other team. One team usually commits more than the other. That's just, that's just how it works. You don't sit there and say, okay, we threw one on this team. Now we have to throw one on this team. Okay? It's just it's just the way it, it goes sometimes. And uh, it's just I, I hate when people complain about the officiating. I'm not saying you, you – you never have a gripe. All right. The Rams went to the Super Bowl. I know on a busted uh, PI call that should have been called years ago. And, and, you know, but there's a ton of other calls in the game. Don't say, well, they, they, that costs the chiefs, the game. I mean, the referees did not keep the chiefs out of the end zone. That's on them. The chiefs had bigger worries than um, the referees. They, they couldn't block up front. They, they, they let uh, the bucks get pressure on Mahomes without having to blitz and the Buccaneers defense, they, they bend, they bent, but did not break many times for, for um, holding the chiefs to field goals. So you can cry about the officiating if you want, but again, it's a bad look. It's, it's just, it's excuses. Uh, you, you don't need to do that. Oh man. Oh, okay. You talk about commercials, man. There were some funny ones. I'll give him that. Um, uh, there was one. Uh, anyway, uh, but the, there was a, also a commercial. I believe it was Jill Biden, the first lady, uh, a dog commercial, maybe, or maybe it was just a, a PSA or something before the game. I don't remember, or after the game, when, wherever I saw it. But uh, Jill Biden lecturing us on wearing masks while walking your dog. 
Make sure you wear a mask when you walk your dog outside. Great advice. Really good advice. That's scary that people do that. Um, that That is rather weird to me. But if hey, if you like wearing a mask outside while walking your dog, I guess go ahead. But I don't think there needed to be like an announcement, an encouragement to do that. You want to wear masks, you know, masks inside around a group of people. Okay, that, that's probably a good idea. Whatever. Some people like it. Some people don't. You kind of learn to live with it. But wearing it outside at a park? Why? Excuse me? Why? Anyway, I, I, that didn't sit well with me. Um, CNN, I saw some footage of them mask shaming everyone in Tampa Bay celebrating, uh, you know, at bars and, and just having a good time. Well, people are supposed to have masks on. I don't know what they're doing. Um, just, just stop with the hysteria. Florida's different than everywhere else. They have different policies. All right. They found a way to safely open up and operate. And yes, have there been casualties? Yes, there have. There's been casualties everywhere. So there's been casualties. People have died in all parts of the country, some more than others, which is interesting. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into the COVID stuff because, um, could save that for Bill. And, you know, today's about the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl victory. And, uh, but it just, some people do not know how to just, you, you're around these, I know you guys know these people. There's people that are just, they are so negative. You know, there's the glass half full, the glass half empty people. And then there's the people that analyze the glass itself. And they're like, well, this, there was, uh, there's, there's dust on this glass or this, du- this glass was manufactured by, uh, by, by people in a third world country. I can't drink out of this glass. I mean, there's just people that, just just take a sip, okay? Just take a sip of your water, whether the glass is half full or half half empty. Just relax. Stop trying to like look into everything and fu- that's the problem with, you know, this whole mob mentality and, you know, this new woke world we're in is that it never stops. I've said this many times. It never stops. You cannot bend the knee as they say in Game of Thrones, you can't you can't do that because <laughs> there's going to be something else. Something else will be offensive. I saw I've I've already saw it. I you know I saw a write up about the Buccaneers and how they really really shouldn't be a mascot because that's about plundering and pillaging. I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Yep, the 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 I'm offended bowl by mascots. Unbelievable. Um, so that was uh, depressing. I don't want to, I'm trying to be more positive. I'm really trying to guys, but you see some of this stuff and I'm just like, we can't just enjoy the Super Bowl. We got to be preached to, we got to have causes. We got to do this, do that. It's like, we just play a football game. Take me back to the Super Bowl one when there was like two reporters there and they just played a game. The game was probably played in like two hours. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Let me take a breath. I mean, you know, what? how about a sip of coffee? Maybe I need that. Hmm. Okay. Bring me down. Bring me down. Uh, let's see. So what else about the Super Bowl? We talked about good food. We talked about the Bucks strategy. Uh, congrats to, to Bruce Arians winning a Super Bowl in that stadium. Um, he was an assistant coach for the Steelers when they won a Super Bowl there. And it was in Tampa Bay. I remember because I was 2009. I was at umpire school down in, down in Florida, actually. One of my favorite Super Bowl memories, uh, Cardinals and the Steelers and 
watching it at a hotel room. We were all of the students at this hotel room. We all had our, our doors open and just kind of walking around, talk, talking to everybody. Everyone had trash cans uh, filled up with ice and drinks. And it was just a fun memory and an incredible um, football game uh, between the Steelers and the Cardinals. So congrats to Bruce Arians winning a Super Bowl as a head coach. And man, seeing his mom there, that was kind of cool. 95 years old, his mom up in the stands just cheering for him. I love stuff like that. Really cool. Um, I want to say this about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I talked about his his family recently, but you know Patrick Mahomes is going to be back. This does not diminish his performance, his what he can do. He's been unbelievable the past two years, three years actually, and hasn't lost a whole lot of games. And you know when the Chiefs were kind of playing a little slow there in December, people were concerned, but you know, at the end they had Patrick Mahomes and he just would not let that team lose. Well, the great thing about football is that it's a one game series. There is no two out of three, four out of seven. It is win this game. And I think the last time, uh, well, the last time the, the chiefs lost the playoff game was against the Patriots and Tom Brady. Uh, but they've also been on just this run where they've lost one game and, you know, their previous 23, I lost, I lost track, but 20 something wins out of, you know, 20 plus games, uh, pretty remarkable run. They went on and they were kind of, they were kind of due for a letdown, if you will. And Patrick Mahomes is still one of the greats in the game today. Definitely the best young quarterback. All right. I do think he is going to be back in a super bowl. He's going to win another super bowl. But I will say this, and I told my brother this last night. I said, you know, sometimes there's all this hype around players and they're going to change the game. It's remarkable. And man, they're going to be there forever. You don't know that. What Tom Brady has done has been, that's what's most amazing about it, is that how often he's been able to go back. Think back when Drew Brees won a Super Bowl. Credible quarterback. And you thought, man, he's he might get one or two more. He never made it back to another Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, uh, I mean, he came up short a bunch of times, and he was able to get to four, you know, two with two different teams and win two of them. All right, but there was a time when a lot of these quarterbacks, you thought, oh, man, they're going to have amazing careers. They're going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl very early in his career, never got back. And I do not believe the Chiefs and Mahomes will not get back to a Super Bowl. I believe uh, they're probably the favorite to go back again next year. All right, but you have to wonder too. Okay, does does the hype die down a little bit? Does it? You know what? Lo- what does this loss do to them? I think it fuels them big time. And I'm going to continue to watch Patrick Mahomes every Sunday to see what he can do because he's a remarkable talent. All right, he he's he's great. He's amazing. All all of the above. All right, but Andy Reid's not going to coach forever, and uh, I'm really glad Andy Reid's got it. Got a Super Bowl victory, and you know, to the people that are like hard on people for losing Super Bowls, you know, to get there is an achievement. I know no one wants to hear it. My team lost the Super Bowl two years ago, and it, you know, I didn't want to hear that. But but it was it was remarkable to to get there because. On Super Sunday, anything can happen, and we saw that yesterday. The unstoppable Kansas City Chiefs uh, were held to nine points. So 
you can never say never in this league. That's what makes football great. That's what makes the NFL great. Um, I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to take a huge step back because I still think they're the most explosive team out there, the the most talented. They, you know, they just talent everywhere. All right, but don't be surprised if they're not in the Super Bowl every single year. Because that's not how the league works. If people catch up, right? People catch up to uh, offenses and, and coordinators and, and it's just everything. There's free agency. There's movements. So I think the Chiefs and Chiefs fans um, continue to embrace this time because you never know what could happen in a few years. Patrick Mahomes is locked up. He's there. He's going to be there for 10 years. He's paid. He's He's ready to go. But all the other pieces, you know, over time, there's there's uh there's separations. People people move on, go about other things. Um, so we'll see. The AFC is gonna be uh pretty good next year. The the Bills will be back, the Browns playing well. Um I, I, I gotta imagine some of these teams that have, you know, kind of just been average or okay, they're gonna they're gonna play better. Um the Titans, who knows what happens with the Texans. I mean, there's uh the Chargers, watch out for them. There's there's going to be some good teams next year. The AFC is going to be pretty competitive. Now, that said, I think the Chiefs will be back, win the AFC, and be back in the Super Bowl next year. But let's see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, tough to see him struggle because he's an incredible talent. And uh, he got he got beat up pretty good uh, yesterday. The Bad Bucks defense was was uh, unreal and and really showed that nobody is, uh, is unstoppable. Uh, they can... You put pressure on. It's funny how football, with all the fantasy football, with all the fancy numbers, guys throwing for 500 yards and big, long, explosive play, all of these things. It's crazy how football still, in championship sets, still comes down to defense and running the football. All right? You don't need a Derrick Henry type of day to run the ball, but you could clearly see Tampa Bay making a conscious effort to run the ball, to get a few yards here, get a few yards there, burn the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes sitting on the bench, sitting on the sideline, and then on defense, win third down. Just win third down. Get to third down as a defense and then win third down. If you can do that, you can stop anybody. And and that's what happened yesterday. Tampa Bay had a great game plan. They executed it almost perfectly. So credit to Bruce Arians, uh, Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, and one of the unsung heroes, Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. What an amazing job he did. He knew exactly what to do and didn't hesitate. I mean, they were. it helped that they could get pressure with just four guys, right? The defensive line of the Bucs, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Ndamukong Sue, uh, great, great pass rushers, and they were chasing Patrick Mahomes all day. And then the secondary, they were covering. They covered well, man. And did they give up some plays? Yeah. And every, you're not going to shut a team down completely. But you keep them out of the end zone, that's a victory there. So uh, pretty awesome stuff uh, from the Buccaneers. Can't say it enough. I enjoyed the game. Um, it was as the Chiefs, as you were seeing, the Chiefs not score. And the Bucks continue to like pull away. I'm just like, is this really happening? Okay, the Bucks, the Chiefs at some point here, they're going to flip the switch. They're going to spread it out. They're going to start chucking the ball all over the field. And 
they're going to score some touchdowns. You know they're going to score. And it just never happened. And in the fourth quarter, I ter- told Sam, I go, the Chiefs haven't scored a touchdown, have they? I was like, this is unbelievable what the Buccaneers have done. Just shutting down that team. And, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know if that, was, if that was something anybody saw, as I mentioned already, to not, to not uh, score a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, all of their weapons, Sammy Watkins. Um, and then to not score a touchdown, that's that's crazy. This doesn't and, – and don't overreact, guy. Either. You know, there's going to be people out there say, Andy Reid can't coach. He's terrible. Patrick Mahomes, he can't beat Tom Brady. Well, most people can't beat Tom Brady. So, <laughs> I love the overreactions that we get. When, when games like this happen, you know, Super Bowl, instant reactions, all that stuff. Oh, he's a terrible coach. He, he always loses the big game. Really? No, that's just, that's football, man. That is football. So uh, anyway, enough for me, I think, for today. That's, uh, you know, rather short show, but hey, that's that's how things go. And uh, uh, great Super Bowl, Tom Brady, seven Super Bowl. I can't, I can't get over that. Uh, Gronkowski has four as a tight end. Uh, great tight end that he was two touchdown catches yesterday. He was all fired up. Very, very happy uh, to see, see him celebrating just a fun guy. You can't see Gronk and not smile, you know, not laugh. He's just an incredible talent himself. And uh, congrats to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and Tom Brady on that seventh Super Bowl title. And I think he's already thinking about going after number eight. If he gets number eight, I mean, you talk about seven sounding weird. Eight would sound weird. I, I think someone else takes it next year. But at this point, can you doubt Brady anymore? Is there anyone that can doubt him anymore? I, I don't. I don't think you can. Uh, what's the irony of uh, the Bible doubting Thomas? Well, I don't think you can doubt Tommy anymore. Nobody can. <laughs> seven titles. Anyway, happy Monday, guys. Let me take one quick uh, break here and then um, we'll wrap up the show and I will tell you about our guest on Friday. So stay tuned. Well, guys, thanks for joining me today on a very short episode of the Get Home Safe podcast, but I uh, wanted to get a, an episode out with some quick reactions regarding the Super Bowl. Um, didn't get a chance to talk with my brother, but I'm sure there will be plenty of conversations regarding the Super Bowl with Bill Barnes on Wednesday for his weekly appearance. On the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, I will be recording with Bill on Tuesday. So if you have some questions uh, for Bill or some things you want him to talk about, be sure to contact me. And uh, there's plenty of ways to do that, as you are well aware. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address, where we'd love to hear from you, is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. I want to tell you about our guest on Friday. We are going to be joined by Mike Murphy, who is a retired teacher and uh, current or former coach, I think, at Care Youth League, has spent a great deal of his life serving uh, at Care Youth League, being a coach for uh, 40 years and a teacher for 30 um, at an elementary school in Azusa, but just an all-around great person. Uh, He coached me when I was in sixth grade, and uh, he's he's coached some some great people who've gone through Care Youth League, and we'll we'll share some stories uh, there about his, his journey getting involved in Care Youth League. And we will also specifically talk about our 
uh, two championship football games, which were two of the best games ever played at Rio Hondo Prep. His 1977 CIF championship and my 2001 CIF championship, both games at Care Field, both games in overtime. Um, championship uh, banners were hung uh, by Rio Hondo Prep that night. And uh, Mr. Murphy's 1977 triple overtime thriller over Montclair Prep uh, and talk kind of the comparisons to my 2001 uh, victory over Joshua Springs. Uh, some very eerily kind of crazy uh, things that occurred and just both games were very similar. So that was a lot of fun talking with Mr. Murphy about. Looking forward to you guys hearing that episode on Friday. Should be lots and lots of fun. Uh, and Mr. Murphy's a huge football fan, a football guy. So there's plenty of football to talk. We'll discuss Rio Hondo prep football, what makes it so special. Uh, it's it's similar to some of the interv- other interviews we've had regarding Rio football, but for those of you who are uh, diehard Rio fans like me, um, I, I think you'll really enjoy this uh, this episode. And just uh, also talking to Mr. Murphy about coaching and teaching and, and all those things he's done for such a great deal of time. So be sure to join us on Friday. But first, Wednesday, uh, of course, Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. My good friend Bill, the retired police officer, will have plenty to say about current events and uh, the Super Bowl and, and everything that went into that. So that's the schedule for the week. Uh, my voice is running out of uh, strength here as I've talked enough for today. And again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry the show got out a little later, but I knew we weren't going to record on Sunday. That just was not going to happen. So I woke up early on uh, Friday. Well, not early, I'll say, uh, but I do got to get going, get off to work, start this work week, and uh, hopefully... You guys are all not too bummed that football's over because you know what, guys? We are 216 days away from week one, week one in the NFL, and it'll come back eventually, and we'll just have to, uh, you know, find other things to do with ourselves uh, for these next eight months or just talk football. We can always talk football, right? Now, we'll get into some fighting and uh, you know other sports as well hockey and the major league baseball and golf and we'll see about that whole nba thing i don't know but march madness is around the corner so uh plenty to be excited about as we step away from uh breaking down all the football that's uh, occurred the past four or five months it's a little hiatus a little time off and uh you know that's probably a good thing but anyway There'll be plenty to talk about uh, one way or another. Okay, guys, have a great start to your week. I will talk to you on Wednesday with Bill Barnes. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.